Hey, what's up? This is Alan Bell, CBS Sportsline, and you're listening to my guys, the All-Pro Jaffos. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the All Pro Jaffas, a Grenada Bros Productions podcast where we bring you the highly elevated sports talk for the highly elevated sports fan. I am your host, JP. Alongside me, as always, the 610 Beast from the Southeast, Mr. Country K. Konnichiwa, people. You can't really see it. No, yep. If you uh, if you were looking on YouTube, you can't see him. But he's got the Shannon Sharp face. Okay. He'll get his camera on soon. But uh, no Mad Six today. Um, a little update on him. He uh, got a new jo- – or not a new job, I should say. It's the same job, but basically a promotion. Uh, he is a mate now over at Trader Joe's in Folsom. Uh, so his schedule is kind of all over the place at this moment. Uh, so he's not going to be able to join us uh, today. I don't think he's going to be able to join us on Sunday either. But after that, uh, the way his schedule, we're going to try and work around that. So uh, kind of stay tuned um, for different shows that we may be running at different times other than Sundays and Wednesdays. We may run on a Tuesday. We may run on a Thursday or Friday or something like that. Uh, it may hop around a little bit, but to make sure that all three of us are still on here uh, all at the same time. Uh, we're going to try and work around his schedule. And then he said next month will be a more clear uh, schedule of what it's going to be. Um, right now, he's basically just going through the first month of uh, training um, in his position. So congratulations to Mad Sticks on getting that. And uh, wish him nothing but the best. He's not only the best DJ in the world, but he's going to be the best mate in Trader Joe's history. He says he's going for that CEO spot. I don't blame him. We'll see what he what he gets ends up doing. So uh, good for him again, Mastics. Much love, man. We can't wait to have you back on the show soon enough. Today at six thirty, ladies and gentlemen, we have the honor of having defensive coordinator from Chabot College, Brett McMurray. He's going to join us at six thirty. It's about six twenty-two currently right now. Um, uh, obviously, uh, things are going to be happening uh, this weekend is the divisional round in the NFL uh, playoffs. And uh, it's, I mean, right now, if you're looking at it from uh, my end as a uh, 49er fan, um, uh, there's a lot of things that are going into it right now. I'm seeing a whole lot of possible rumors that Jimmy G could be playing less than 100%. Um, my thing is, if Jimmy G is going to be playing less than 100%, don't play. Um, to be completely honest, I said it in the last episode uh, that um, we needed to basically do what we did to them in the NFC Championship game three years ago and r- 
run all over the Green Bay Packer uh, defense. Uh, one, to be able to keep the offense off the field because there's nothing more dangerous than Aaron Rodgers on the football field. So we keep him off the field. Um, you wear out the defense, keep the rushing game going. We got Debo, we got Mitchell. And if Jimmy is not going to be at 100%, he scares me at 100%. Okay. If he's less than 100%, no reason why I want him on the fucking field at all. There's no reason. Uh, at that point, put in Trey Lance so he can go all Colin Kaepernick and possibly run for 180 plus yards against the Packer defense. You know, you got Debo, you got Mitchell, you could add Lance to be able to add that extra depth of a quarterback threat, uh, being able to run. I think that would be the best option, uh, for the 49ers right now, uh, going into that game against the Packers because, you know, uh, we're in Green Bay the last time we played Green Bay. It was in San Francisco, and they beat us because Aaron Rodgers had 37 seconds left uh, to basically drive the ball downfield and get the win. Um, so now it's playoff time, divisional round time. Historically speaking, uh, Aaron Rodgers does not have a good track record against the 49ers. Uh, matter of fact, every single time he plays the 49ers uh, in the playoffs, he gets his ass handed to them in however way possible, whether it's the run game, whether it's, you know, something else that happens. Uh, regardless, he ends up taking that L most of the time against the 49ers in the playoffs. So we will see uh, what happens this weekend. That's the Saturday game. Uh, we'll talk more about that later on in the show uh, when we get uh, after the conversation that we have with uh, Coach McMurray. Uh People are – I mean, people are picking right now. I mean, I'm looking at it on NFL, but people are picking the 49ers to upset the Green Bay Packers. Possible, but if if Jimmy is playing at – if Jimmy is playing and he's at less than 100%, 49er fans, I'm sure you guys can be – uh, can agree with me uh, when I say that we are going to be shitting bricks watching this game. Um, but we'll get into that in a little bit. For now, we have the pleasure. Let's get him in here. Right, we got him. And it's connected to the audio. Hey, Coach, you there? You see? You hear us? Hey, what's going on, guys? Everything good? Hey, oh, ladies and gentlemen of the Jaffa Army, please welcome defensive coordinator of Chabot College, Coach Brett McMurray. What's up, Coach? Thank you for your time today. Yeah, what's going on? Appreciate it. Glad to be on. Absolutely, absolutely. So we just wanted to talk a little bit, see what's going on. We talked to uh, one of your players uh, not too long ago. It was, uh, goodness gracious, Kay, help me I out. I see Bailey. I see I Bailey. See Bailey. Oh, yeah, cool. we uh, we had him on a little while ago, and uh, he was excited about the upcoming year there at Chabot. Uh, my fondest memories of Chabot College was at San Jose City, where uh, not only we get did we get whooped, uh, we <laughs> uh, y'all basically did the haka on our graves at the end of the game. Um, <laughs> so that that's what what happened with there. Um, but hold on, hold on. before College, you move on, before you move on, Coach, go, go. I got to brag. I got to brag because in 2009, you guys were 10th in the state and we beat y'all. I went to San Jose City as well. So 
Why he's saying the down moment? I'm gonna give the uplifting moment yeah, at the school. Was, he you. was part of the up moment. I was definitely part of the down moment at that point. It was preseason though. We won conference that year, so it was nice. There you um, go. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> silver lining. So how how have things been going at Chabot? How long have you been there so far? And yeah, how, what I are things actually, looking like? I was actually just gonna say, were you guys talking about all the past stuff? I I, I got to Chabot uh, August of 2021, so I've been there for one season. Um, okay. I got on as a linebackers coach kind of late in the process. Uh, I've been at the four-year level now for the last eight years um, and then uh, moved back to California uh, for, for a job at a startup. And that startup wasn't, uh, you know, it, it didn't work out. And we had, I ended up mm. at Chabot last, last season, um, right before season started. And then after season ended, got offered a, a chance to interview for the defensive coordinator position and overtook that now about a month ago. And you were at Humboldt State, correct? Yeah, so I played I played at Butte. Uh, I'm from Chico originally, from Chico, California. Uh, played at Pleasant Valley High School in high school and then went out to Butte for a couple of years. Played in 2008, won a national and state title at Butte, went undefeated. Uh, and then I from there, that. yeah, came back in 2009, played there again, and then uh, moved on to Humboldt State as a transfer. Played a couple of years at Humboldt State got right into coaching as I finished playing in 2015. So I got on at Redwoods as my first job as an intern. I was actually still in school. So I had to do an internship for my undergrad. Uh, so I got on at Redwoods for, for one year as the linebackers coach, finished up my undergrad, moved back to Chico and was working at Sierra Nevada Brewery and then got a job opportunity coaching at a D2 in Minnesota called Bemidji State. So okay. I took that, took that gig and worked there as the tight ends fullbacks coach for the year in 2016. And then got a true graduate assistantship, got my uh, my my master's paid for at Southwest Minnesota State, another school in that same Division II conference out there in Minnesota. So moved out, moved down to southern southern uh, Minnesota, uh, moved over to linebackers, coached the linebackers there for uh, a year, and then ended up getting my master's and getting the job, uh, full-time gig back at Humboldt State as a special teams coordinator and linebackers coach for the 2018 season. They dropped the program after 2018. I got on as the linebackers coach or the, the, the defensive coordinator, defensive backs coach back at Redwoods now um, in 2019. They ended up dropping the program, and they're now luckily bringing it back for the 2022 season, but they dropped the program after 2020-19 season. So I ended up getting a full-time defensive coordinator job at a Division three school in Texas. So I was out there for uh, a year and a half. Uh, had a lot of fun. It was just different. And then, you know, I'm from California. Love to get back to the, to the coast. So um, I, I took a chance at a D2 startup out here in the Bay, and then that ended up not really working out. So I ended up getting on Chabot last fall. So that's kind of how that's all got. So, I mean, roller coaster ride all the way through, you know, I'm sure a lot of coaches have done the same thing to just different spots. And, but when you're at D2, D1, D3 level, and then now being at Chabot at a Juco level, what are the differences, at least that you notice? Is it the 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 pace level of competition? Because I know in JUCO you have B one bounce backs and stuff that yeah. come, you know. So it it is it the level of competition? What's the difference between the divisions? I think the the main difference is is just the uh, amount of staffing and support that you have. You know, full time. You know, Division one schools have eleven coaches. You mm. know, a lot of D two staffs have 10, 11 coaches plus graduate assistants and interns and all that you know at the junior college level you don't always have that luxury 
Um, and then top to bottom, your roster, you're going to have NAIA kids compared to Power 5 kids. You're going to have D2 kids. You're going to have just in, in a lot of times, uh, if you don't have the luxury of some of the bigger schools that have, have made a name for themselves, you don't have a huge depth. You don't have a huge roster mm. full of guys that can just step in when someone goes down. Um, so so things like that. I mean, when you're at the scholarship level, Division two level, NAIA, um, you know, any, any levels above that, um, you're going to have depth because the kids behind them are on money as well. You know, and you're mm. expected to perform. You know, if you're on scholarship and you're a third string level kid, you're still expected to do all the same things as a starter and be ready to go. So that's really the difference is the incentive. You know, you have that scholarship to dangle. That's so then you, at, at the JUCO level, you have, I mean, I've, again, like I said, you have the D1 bounce backs and stuff that come everyone, you know, depending on the schools, you can have a right. bunch of them. You, you have you know a handful of them, whatever it may be. Uh, but a lot of kids coming out of high school, um, at least especially when I was in high school coming out and, you know, kids that I've talked to at least recently now, it almost seems like it's, I guess, kind of not, or I guess for lack of a better term, frowned upon to go to a JUCO. Like people, kids feel like, oh, you know, I'm at a JUCO, you know, it, it's not, you know, it, they're kind of downplaying it or whatever, but not realizing that a JUCO can literally send them you know, to a D1, D2, wherever it is that they wanted to go. It's just, I mean, it's still basically a free education that you're getting at yeah. the JUCO level. So it's like, how do you, basically, how do you get a kid's mindset? If you've ever had to deal with that, how, how do you get a kid's mindset to go, hey, it's not over yet. You know, you got to keep working and busting your ass if you want to keep, if you want to even get to that level. Like, how, how does that, how do you break into that thought process? Yeah, so, I mean, for me, you know, I like to, especially of having been at the, at the next level scholarship level, I like to be really transparent. If a kid has a scholarship to a legitimate place and that's his peak, then I'm going to tell that kid to take that scholarship. So, so a lot of the times at the JUCO level, um, you're going to get guys that are there for a reason, right? They didn't have grades, you know, they weren't big enough or fast enough. They didn't have enough tape, whatever the case was. Right. Mm -hmm. So there should be, there should there shouldn't have to be a ton of motivation i don't believe at the juco level just because i mean if if you think you're slept on well then you need to you have this is your last chance to prove it because you're not they slept on you once they're not you're not sitting around not playing football isn't getting you any less slept on so if you actually would like to play football then this is your only option or this is one of your only options and it's close to home and it's free like you said nowadays um then why not take your best shot, put your best foot forward, you know, work your ass off, grind to be a scholarship level athlete, and then see if you're slept on. Mm -hmm. And at the end, at the end of all that, if if you're still not getting offers that you like, then you can you know, yeah, maybe it's time to hang them up, or you say maybe I'm going to take a shot and go walk on. But you know, I, I think at the at the JUCO level, it should be intrinsic that those guys didn't have any you know a need to be told like. You know, obviously, we got to keep them in line with their grades. That's just by nature. Um, mm -hmm. But the thing, like football motivation-wise, if you can't make JUCO workouts and you can't make, you know, make practice um, and you're going to claim to be, you know, not either slept on or, or, or have looked over or whatever, then maybe it's just not for you, right? Like, it's mm -hmm. not it's not for everyone. The college, the college game isn't fun. If, if you can't do it here – you know, it's going to be tough to go to do it in Minnesota when it's negative two degrees outside and you got to show up to 5 a.m. workouts and it's mandatory. You know what yeah, I'm saying? It, I mean, it, it is definitely 
when you get to the scholarship level, it is definitely lifestyle. That is what it becomes for that span of time, even in the off season, you know, you still have off season time. You still have uh, your study hall. You still have meetings. You still have all this stuff that you got to go through and do. You, so it literally is a lifestyle. Like you said, if you can't handle it at the JUCO level, chances are you're not going to survive, you know, up at any scholarship level because that's right. just what it demands. Right. Um, so, you know, the, the slept on part to me is a little because it, it is one of those times where you do kind of got to think maybe a kid is slept on. Maybe he just like doesn't have enough tape, you know, whatever it is. But it should be that motivation to go, OK, if I am slept on instead of complaining about it, why not go to this? If the Juco is the only option that I have right. or even NAIA or D3. Right. If that's the option that I have, it's paying for my school. It's paying for my education. And there is a possibility that I can move on to the next level from there. Right. I don't to to get the motivation into some of the kids that because there are ones that obviously have the motivation. Right. And there are the ones that you know it's just complain, complain, complain until you kind of get what you want type of thing. But that never works out. I try to tell anybody that we talk to, you know, one point, however many percent of kids who play at the collegiate level get to the pros and a lot of really good players that are in the professional level some of them didn't go to d1 schools some of them went to d2 some of them went to d3s some of them were zero stars some of them were you know one two stars you got a lot of superstar athletes that are in the nfl right now that didn't go to those big time schools you know so who knows if this school can be your ticket yeah right it's it's always in preparation and the 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 whole slept on thing for me is is i can get it if you're say you're getting power you're you're getting d1 double a offers right and you're you're getting offers you're getting d1 double a offers or high-end d2 offers but you think you're a power five guy i get those guys right or the guys that get Mm -hmm. d2 offers and think they're d1 yeah you've put in a lot of work and you think you're the best as you should the kids that don't have any offers that don't have grades that that you know those are the kids that, that, you know, you got to just weed out initially, you know, the kids that still want to hang on to have a Jersey. And I think at the end of the day, the Juco part of it is, is you, that, that, that ends up creating usually the best, the best football players, in my opinion, in the four-year run, you know, you're going to get a fourth year senior, a fifth year senior at a four year that if he played Juco ball, he's probably going to be one of the captains of that team just because of what he was willing to put himself through in order to continue playing football Maybe they didn't, you know, they didn't do what they were supposed to do early on or they didn't develop until late. You know, that's definitely happens, you know, and that doesn't mean, you know, there might be a guy that's that's already developed or, or has better grades. And that's not you being slept on. That's just that guy worked harder or had better genetics. But you still have the opportunity to get that get that four year at whatever level it comes and get your school paid for, which is the ultimate goal. If you do take the JUCO route and decide to stick it out and grant them. There's kids that come out of high school that don't even have NAI offers when they when they leave high school and they go to JUCO and they, they end up getting school paid for, which is huge. You know, that's that's a huge part of, of what we got going on is just getting guys placed somewhere where they're getting some form of scholarship money. Right. And that, and that's one of the things that I actually you know, really liked about the JUCO level was the amount of. I guess you could say pressure that some coaches put on themselves 
to be able to not just perform on the field, but be able to have your athletes perform off the field in the classroom. I feel like for a lot of coaches, that's their biggest accomplishment to have, you know, all of their, as many, if not all of their athletes, you know, graduate, you know, with some sort of degree or some sort that's obviously the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, but if, if you had to talk to, you know, kids in high school, what would probably be the one thing, at least in hindsight, that you look for or something that you didn't know at one time and then you learn later on or talking to a, your past self? What advice would you give a high school athlete who has aspirations of getting to the next level? Yeah, so the main thing for me would be, um, I guess in the most blunt way you can put it, is you're going you're gonna to pay to play college football at some point, whether it's preloaded or backloaded, right? So what I mean by that is if you spend the money to get yourself promoted and networked in high school and you have the means to do that, um, by going about what I mean, go to camps, you know, get yourself mm-hmm. seen, uh, make sure you have good advice with, your, with, with how you're using your social media and, and networking yourself correctly to, you know, because if someone's going to give you a scholarship, they're, they're investing in you, right? They're, so they need to know that you've been putting in the work. So what I mean by you're going to pay at some point is you're either going to pay to travel to camps and, and enroll in different camps and get yourself seen or be on seven on seven teams, do the, be, uh, and get yourself in a gym, spend the money on the proper nutrition, et cetera, et cetera, right? You're going to have to do all that stuff or you're going to have to, you know, guys that can't that don't have the means to do that still can make it they're just going to have to you know prove it on friday night and hope that someone sees them and then they might have to go a juco route because they're those are those types that do do get missed and they got to go that juco route and then it you know so my my my, i guess my advice you know promote yourself get yourself seen early you know because it can turn into a full ride scholarship um if you go d2 or lower majority of the time it's not going to be full ride unless you're a full Pell kid and they give you, you know, D2s are breaking up scholarships, you know, so you got to understand that's, that's what I mean by paying front end or back end. You're either going to pay to get yourself full ride scholarship or you're going to pay for tuition at some point in some form or fashion. Now you can get those tuitions really low by packaging your financial aid and your, your scholarship package, but very, very rarely are division twos giving someone a full ride scholarship. Mm. They're, they're basing it off, off of a, a percentage of which how much Pell that you get in financial aid. So if you get a full Pell, which would be a, a six, about six thousand bucks, that six mm-hmm. grand they're going to say our tuition is twelve grand, so we're going to match you with six grand. So essentially, you're getting a half athletic scholarship, and, but your school's okay. paid for because you use your financial aid and your scholarship money. Because Division two schools they have thirty six, I believe, full ride scholarships available to them but they can mm. break those up in the, in the money increments. So they can, uh, if a full ride scholarship is a full tuition and dorm and, and, uh, and, and cafeteria, uh, say 15 K they're not going to give you 15 K athletic scholarship. They are they're going to break that 15 K potentially into five, $3,000 scholarships so they can get five more scholarship athletes. Because mm-hmm. if they could, if they didn't do that, well, they couldn't if they give 36 full ride scholarships, they wouldn't fill the team. You'd have 60 walk-ons and you wouldn't be very good. Hmm. Wow, that I mean, just to kind of put that in perspective, like that's you don't really. So you're gonna think you're gonna about, pay at some point, you know. You're gonna pay. You're gonna yeah. even if you go D two, unless you have full Pell and you get that makes you halfway, you're still gonna probably pay for your books and your living and your food. You know, you're gonna pay somewhat. 
So I, I would say it, it preloaded, in my, in my opinion, if you have the means. But don't make that a say-all, be-all. You could still grind and, and make it out without the means. You could make it happen. Just got to get seen. You know, take care of your grades. Grades are the first thing that's going to get you in. If you have a 4.0, every school in the country can take you. And if you're a baller, you're going to find a scholarship. Right. I was I was just about to ask. I was like, so for the kids who don't, I guess, necessarily have the financial means to just be able to either travel across state or travel, right. you know, nationally. Which is a lot of us. I couldn't do it. So that's a lot yeah. of us. Yeah. You know, the, it's not a lot of kids who's who very low percentage of them be able to actually do that. So it's yep. just kind of trying to figure out for those well, kids, I, what I would means. for those kids, I would say, get a four, get the best grades that you possibly can. Don't bullshit in school, take mm -hmm. care of your grades, be at every workout, have your head coach be your biggest voucher. Your head coach has to be your biggest voucher. It can't be a position coach or a friend or, you know, buddy, your head coach, um, you know, take time in the community, be, be a positive influence in your community. And every time you touch the field on Friday night, ball your ass off. And you're going to find it. You're going to find a, a scholarship, you know, very if you simple, have very straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what you got to do. So Chabot, I, I haven't heard a whole lot since I've you, again, took that ass whooping. Um, how are things going out? How was last season? You know, what, what is things looking like going forward for Chabot College? Yeah, so last season, like I said, I got on basically the week of the first game. I stepped in and kind of helped out with the Nichols outside linebackers and with special teams. Um, and we had, we had a rough season. You know, I, I think the COVID year played a part of it. and We just had, um, you know, guys weren't necessarily in, the, in shape. And, you know, we didn't have a huge roster. And it, it was a rough year. I think we went we finished two and eight, I believe. Um, but going forward, we're, we're definitely excited. You know, it's obviously a conference where you can't feel sorry for yourself. Um, we've, we've made changes on the offensive, you know, coordinator and the defensive coordinator position. Um, so we, we, we've, we've gotten younger on staff, um, which I don't know if it'll help or not, but it, you know, it's a change is always, you know, could be good. Um, mm -hmm. I've def I definitely have a lot of experience and I'm excited about the opportunity to, to get back into a coordinating role. Um, you know, after taking last season to kind of step back and view things from afar and then just kind of observe. So um, without, I guess, giving away schemes and game plans and stuff like that in the most basic of ways, how would you, as a defensive coordinator, what is something that you're mainly looking for in your defense? Like, what, what is like, it, go three, four, four, three, like how, how are we – how are we, you know, deciding what to do with the defense? What kind of guys are you looking for? You know, what is yeah. what is something for the defense that you need? I mean, for me, man, you got to have a chip on your shoulder. You got to be a dog. Um, you know, our, 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 we're going to emphasize the basics, getting off blocks, tackling, and taking the football away. Um, you know, schematically, you know, for, you know we're going to be 50-50. Uh, you know, I'm not going to. We're going to be, you know, like if you're trying to be good, you can't, you can't live in, you can't live in a, you can't live in anything. So you got to be. Mm -hmm. You know, bring pressure. You got to play four downs, three downs. You got to play dime. You got to play nickel. You got to bring, you know, play cover four. You got to play cover three. You got to be able to do everything. Um, so, you know, we're going to try to be 50 50 on all that um, as far as best as we can. And then um, player wise, like I said, I, I just want dudes that want to learn, that want to, you know, be team players. It's all about structure and fit. You know, you got to fit in the runs, you know, a puzzle piece. And you got to have guys that are selfless and willing to do jobs that, you know, to, to make for the better of the team. So um, selfless guys that want to want to get after the football, want to attack. And, and you know, it, it, 
as, as cliche as it is, defense is all about, you know, being aggressive and, and trying to intimidate your opponent. So I want guys that, you know, are intimidating and want to get after dudes. You know, that's, that's the, that's the, that's how you're going to get your scholarship money. And that's how you're going to win games. Your defense is flying around and buzzing around, taking the football away. So. It's going to be very interesting to see. And I hope uh, later on, whether during the season, some of that we can have another conversation be able to talk more ball and, and yeah, once, uh, once, once we get a game that. under our belt and we got film out there, we can definitely talk more scheme. Everyone oh, yeah. have it by yeah. at that point. <laughs> but either either way, though, uh, again, Coach, appreciate the time coming on here and talking ball, talking the process of uh, what kids should be looking forward to once they hit the high school level going into college. Uh, really appreciate that knowledge. And, again, uh, we need to – once our, we have a guest, it's got to be at least two, three more times that we had. It's part of that Jaffo family, we call it. So we yeah. definitely got to have you on again once the season starts. And there's going to be a fun conversation. And good luck on the upcoming season, Coach. Appreciate the time. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate you guys having me on. It was awesome. Anytime you guys want to talk more, I'm, I'm always uh, willing, man. This is good practice for me, and it's, it's fun to hop on and, and do this type of stuff. So. Oh, yeah, that's sure. what we're here for, to help people practice. <laughs> it's all, ladies hey, and gentlemen. It's, all, it's always good to get out in front of cameras and talk some shop. Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen of the Jaffa Army, please thank defensive coordinator for Chabot College, Coach Brett McMurray. Appreciate it, Coach. We'll talk to you again soon. All right, we'll talk to you guys. Thank you, guys. <laughs> See, that's what I'm liking. That's what I'm liking. Just no bullshit, straight to the point. You know, this is what you got to do if you want to get to the next, you know, I, I that's and, and I had questions in my head, but he kept answering them as he was. I was just like, oh, OK, so, yep, I was going to. Oh, OK. What? No. Yeah, he's, he's got it. He's pretty any question that I was going to have in there. He, he pretty much laid it down and and, uh, you know, just good stuff. I can't wait to talk to him again later on and stuff like that when the season starts and. Uh, get to talk more and everything else like that. And, you know, again, kids, if you guys are watching high school, hey, you know, if you want somebody to coddle to you, uh, it's it's just not going to work. It's just not going to work. In the long run, it's not going to work. If you if you want people to coddle to you, it's just not going to work in the game of football. You can maybe do that some, somewhere else. It's just not going to work in the game of football. You have to be no bullshit. You have to be on your stuff. You have to be on your grades. You have to be on everything. And it's from day one, right when you walk into the gates of high school, your freshman year, that's when you're getting looked at. All your grades and stuff like that from your four years of high school, that is all being accumulated into one GPA that every single college is going to be looking at. You know, they want to see how you're going to be doing all four years of high school or all four years of college that you're there. So right when you step in the door, just already know, hey, if you're a middle schooler coming into high school, and you've been playing, you know, peewee ball or whatever, you have aspirations of going to college and, you know, getting all that stuff, maybe even making pro, just know as soon as you walk in the door in high school, you are getting looked at. Don't slack, oh, freshman, sophomore year, I can just kind of fuck off, do what I want. You know, no, that, that's not how it works. Trust me, I had to learn that the hard way. A lot of my other teammates had to learn that the hard way. I'm sure Kay had a bunch of – we all, you know, a lot of us had to learn that the hard way going, fuck, y'all have been looking at us since, you know, freshman, sophomore year. I thought it was just our varsity years. Like, 
you know sophomore junior senior kind of that those kind of years that's when I thought we were getting looked at I didn't know we were getting looked at JV yes you are even though you know, even though you are in JV or frosh off whatever it may be you are getting looked at so just make sure those grades are up there make sure you ball out get in the weight room do whatever it is that you need to do you know like he said there's there's options out there you know if you have the if you have the means to go to camps go to camps i went to one camp you know that i had to actually pay for that was one camp the other ones were all school funded where we traveled as a I, we in high school we um did uh the Oregon camp we had went over there the Oregon Ducks and then uh over at Menlo uh Menlo College we did a football camp there hold on hold, on, know, hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on we got a pause what you said you and the Silver Creek whatever y'all doggone name was went to unfortunately it was camp? the Raiders I'm gonna call them the Pirates but we were the Raiders oh my god <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, I was very excited. So here's the thing. So when I got into high school, my freshman, sophomore year, we were still silver and black, but I was in uh, JV. We didn't have the logos on our helmets. We didn't have the logos on our helmets in JV. JV so I was cool. My junior, senior year, we switched to our regular colors, which is the black and orange. And we changed the logo from the Raider logo to the SC. So I was all right. I never got to actually wear the logo on my helmet. I was okay with that. I was okay with that. But yes, unfortunately, we were named the Raiders. Yes. I'm pulling people's cars first off. This guy right here is my teammate. His name is Tyler. He said if I put this picture up, that he was going to put a picture up of me in the doggone Saints jersey. Ah, I got to see that one. I'm pulling cars because he keeps forgetting that. <laughs> He hate the Niners and he hate the Chiefs. Honestly, he probably hate the Chargers too. So those three teams, I mean, Raider, rival, yeah. Raider fans hate. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You got three sets of jerseys. All you got is the Saints on me. I kind of like Drew Brees. Get you in a Carolina like jersey. That don't bother me at all because I was a fan of Cam. See, and Atlanta is a joke. Who else? Is, I was about to say maybe an Atlanta jersey. This is their joke. 28-3. Their joke. My sister-in-law is from Atlanta. She's an Atlanta Falcons fan. I think I can I get her to send you a jersey. I feel <laughs> I sorry too. for her. And if she sent me, if she sent me anybody jersey, Jess, if you're watching much cool. love, your team sucks. <laughs> Big John. And I'll mean that with all disrespect <laughs> at the same time. At the same oh, time, I mean, I mean all, all disrespect and no disrespect. No disrespect oh. to you, but all disrespect to your team that you like. <laughs> all you bad. Know? All bad. Uh, but, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, you guys already know that conversation with Coach McMurray uh, and this show, obviously sponsored by Ray's Energy. Uh, you guys already know where to get it, repsports.com. I'm not going to spell it. I get tired of spelling it out. I'm going to be honest with you. I really do. I you guys should Hey, make sure y'all go get uh raise energy at rep sports reppsports.com. Again, that's reppsports.com. Make sure you use the promo code Alpha Raise to get to 15% off. And thank you, Raise, for sponsoring the Jaffos. And also thank you uh for allowing us to you know showcase your product and made it a hit. 
at the doggone Bay Area Cali Classic. It was a big time hit. Big time hit. All right. So getting into the show, uh, first things first, I just want to say, because I saw it today and I actually, I, I cannot believe as a sports fan, especially a sports fan who loves the history of sports as much as I do, that I did not know about this. And it's actually infuriating that I didn't until now, but, um, Gotta say, rest in peace to the legendary Lucia Harris, um, women's basketball Hall of Famer. Uh, she died today at 66. She was the only woman ever officially drafted in the NBA in 1977. I cannot believe I didn't know that stat. I cannot believe I just – it upset me that I didn't, but – Nonetheless, all respect given. Rest in peace, uh, Mrs. Harris. Your accomplishments, seriously, that's breaking barriers on all, you know, all fronts. You know, the first woman you to first and only woman to ever be drafted to the NBA. Um, you will surely be missed. Prayers and condolences out to your family and uh, everybody else. Lucia Harris. From 1955, 2022, died today at 66. Man. So, I just needed to say something really, really fast. Okay. Well, actually, two things. One, um, I just wanted to be able to let everybody know, especially those who's watching coaches, uh, students, college professional i'm pretty sure i've mentioned this and i'm again i'm not saying this out of anger or anything like that at all it's just coach mcmurray had kind of reminded me i should probably let everyone know ahead of time uh rather than the day of uh so if you're watching this right now and i do have to emphasize this okay if you're in high school you know college whatever understand what we do on this show Okay. We talk shit. We smoke. We cuss. We are not a typical sports show by any means. We, you know, we kind of beat of our own drum, whatever the hell it is you want to call it. We do what we do because it's just, this is who we are. We talk to each other about sports. All of us, obviously, it's all in joke. It's all in good fun. We're fans of the game. You know, we, we're typical fans. Like, we are the fans that you go to at work and you guys are talking shit to each other. Or your family members or everything like that. If you, you know, 49er Cowboy rivalry. I know families have that rivalry in there. Or whatever it may be, the amount of shit that you talk with your family, the amount of shit that you talk with your friends and stuff. That's what we do here on this show. We are just, we are just like everybody at home, yet we're doing it on a platform. Okay. But this show, what we also like to do is not only do we do this stuff, it, it, it's not, oh, it's a statement that it, it's just, again, it's who we are. This is what we do. We talk, we go to work. We're simply, you know, basically just like everybody else, we talk, we go to work, we smoke, we have a good time, talk a bunch of shit, move on to the next one, you know, down in the week. That's just who we are. But 
we do have the respect of all of our guests or, or I'm just, I should revert, not the respect. We do have, it is respect. We do respect our guests enough to be able to let them know this is what we do. If you would prefer that we don't do this during our conversation, let us know. With high schoolers, all of you out there, you're, there's a couple of you who are going to be on the show pretty soon. You We're not doing this while know. you're here. Yeah, we're not you doing let us know, Jack. <laughs> yeah, so we we're not doing this shit while you're on here. All right, that's just you probably you already know about it. Probably that's whatever, but we're not gonna be the reason. You know, just we're not okay. That's you just, try to you try to convince them. Be like, no, it's cool. It's cool. We're gonna be like, no, no, no. <laughs> because guess what? And, and it's not even for us. It's really for you. Because if you're on this show, you're talking about yourself. You're actually trying to see if you can basically, it, it's, you know, like Coach McMurray said, it's practice for the possibilities. If you're at the next level, you have to deal with, with media. You have to, this is a good platform to practice. You know, so why in God's green earth would we want to put film out there or a video out there of all of us talking, you talking, having a good time, but the three of us just in our boxes, you see the smoking a blunt, doing it, whatever it may be. You may not be doing anything on your video, but that's not going to look good to a coach. <laughs> if the coach ends up looking at the whole thing, that's just not going to look, you know, very good to them. So it's never going to happen don't ask for it to happen you know even with coaches college it, it we really don't even do it with any of our guests on the show to be completely honest with you yeah we so it, it it just letting everybody know you know what we do as a show you know we're here to have fun we're here to talk we're here to you know bring sports and we're here to you know promote high school athletes college athletes to the next level talk to coaches you know at any level you know, whether it's high school, college, or professional. Uh, we've talked to analysts, you know, Alan Bell. You know, we had him on not, not too long ago. We're looking to get a, a referee on the show, you know, pretty soon. You know, it, we're trying to get every single aspect of not just the game of football, but of eventually what we're going to be doing is we're going to be expanding outside of football. That's the plan here. It's not just because that, you know, there is an off season and there's only so much that happens in off season that you can just talk before it's just a repeating cycle. It happens on ESPN and shit all the time. They go through the same topics every single day for weeks on end and it's boring as shit. You know, so the best way to, I guess, keep up the value of the show is to expand on it into, into other sports, whether it's basketball, whether, I mean, I don't know how most of us feel about baseball, but that's kind of a boring sport. You know, <laughs> you know maybe seeing that, we, after the uh, the Bay Area that's Cali Classic, we, well, I mean, you know, I'm a Giants fan, but, you know, my brother's a Boston Red Sox fan, so that would be a nice little conversation that you guys could have. <laughs> I feel like at some point in time, oh, yeah, we had a whole situation because they played, they played in the offseason the first year. Yep. 
So, like and then, yeah, no. and we want to go but, into, we want to go into other sports. Like I, we talked about it after the, the Barry Kai classic, not on air, obviously. Uh, but we had our little post game talk of, you know, kind of what we plan on doing with the show. What is something that we can do to just not be the same boring show talking about the same thing over and over? How do we expand? How do we get, you know, we started talking about, you know, uh, t- starting to talk about Formula One uh, racing. Um, uh, Sunshine, talked to him earlier today. I told him, hey, we started talking about F1 on the show. How often would you come on? He's like, dude, I'd come on every show because he can talk F1 to death. Like I can literally have an hour, two hour long conversation about what happens with Formula One. You know, so, and Formula One was something that I, you know, last two races of the fucking season, it caught my interest. And it's something that is a, one of those worldwide phenomenons that isn't really known about in the States. So I started thinking, what if we can start pulling international sports that are worldwide known but aren't as known or really appreciated here in the states you know what can we maybe you know bring in to kind of open up the world view we are a worldwide podcast after all we're we're heard in 12 different countries including the united states you know so what better way to you know kind of i don't i don't want to say pander the to the to the fans out there but it's not pandering because you want them to feel included you want them to feel like hey they're just as much a part of the Jaffa army as uh the listeners here in the states are so we'd love to be able to to hear about sports that happen overseas and stuff like that that we don't really know about or really pay attention to here at the states that worldwide could be something different that'd be nice you know, there's a lot of th- different things that we're going to do with the show. Obviously, when football season comes around, ding, 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 that's green light. You know, that's easy for us. We can do that. There's a lot to talk about at that point. But it's during the off season that we kind of want to see where we go. You know, what what are we going to end up doing? And it's a, it's a cool conversation to have. I think, Katie, did, did you or I bring up soccer at that? Either one of us. I mean, I, I I mentioned it, but I mean, either one of us talk about it. I mean, shout out to Manchester City, you know what I'm saying? And the Premier League, you know what I mean? I might, I don't even know who I would, who I've been to a few uh, earthquakes games. I know that. Yeah, I, worked, I remember I worked the earthquake game. Shit, dope. That's just live. I went to, uh, when I was younger, I went to a San Jose Earthquakes LA Galaxy game when, uh, I think Landon Donovan and somebody else was was on the LA guy. No, Landon Donovan was on the Earthquakes, and um, God, I can't remember his name, uh, but he was on the Galaxy. I remember that game happened at uh, at San Jose State, and then they ended up building, you know, their new stadium and everything. We went, actually no. You talking about David other- Beckham? No, 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 no. It was a uh... – I got to look it up because that's going to piss me off now. L.A. Galaxy. Great. You should just do roster for whatever year that you went to the game. 
I don't remember what year it was. That's a little. Oh, well, then never mind. It was a long, 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 long time ago. Uh, was it Kobe Jones? It was Kobe Jones. That's who it was. Kobe Jones, when he was on the LA Galaxy, he was a guy that we were, we actually kind of, you know, liked. Um, and then we went to one that was at, uh, it was at Stanford Stadium. It was a couple of years before they um, built Avaya Stadium. That's a great picture. Fuck, dude, I miss Betty White so much. <laughs> Is that a real picture of her in Easy E with Dr. Dre yeah. in the back? Please tell me that's a real picture and not photoshopped. Yeah. No, oh, real picture. Betty White was a true legend. Jesus. I didn't know. <laughs> Where did you find that? Is that like a. This is like the first time I've ever seen this picture, honestly. I find things. I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember where I got it from, but I definitely find things. Are you sure this is a real photo? I'm trying to look at it. I'm certain. There's got to be a way to tell. No, it's a real photo, bro. You got to remember. How old is she in that? I mean, this, I mean, obviously, this is when Easy was still alive. So this is the early nineties. Yeah, early nineties, yeah, twenty. Like, she was in her sixties, like bro. 40, 60, 60, 70. 70s. No, 60, 70. Yeah, she, she was, was ninety nine when she passed. Yeah, she was about to be hundred. And yeah, and that was twenty something years ago. Like, no, we're almost thirty years ago. Yeah, she'd be I in her sixties. Damn, I was tripping. I am tripping. I'm, I am, I am not in a current state of mind to sit here and be doing math. Um, yeah, she'd be in her sixties in that picture. Boy, I need. To she was still doing the Golden way. Girls at that time. Yeah, when all of them were still there? alive. Are you still in the air, baby? Early nineties. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah. They're still on. They had 11 seasons. I have to go back on Hulu to figure that out, but I think it's like 11 seasons that they had. And they had a branch there. They had a branch off right called the Golden Palace. I seen that on Hulu. The gold. They had a a spinoff of the Golden Girls? Yeah, it's called the Golden Palace. Uh, what's the name? I think it was Blanche. He was running a hotel or some shit. That's what uh, Don Cheeto was on there. What the fuck? Yeah. He worked at the hotel. Huh. It was like Blanche and look that a up. couple of other ones. Betty White made like camo, cameos and shit like that. But I don't think she was like uh, reoccurring like that. So that's oh, why it's called, oh. called the Golden Palace. I seen it on Hulu. I seen a couple of uh, episodes of the shit, and uh, Don Cheetah was talking about it. Um, he was talking. Don I forgot one interview he was talking about. It. Yeah, a man's a man's a legend, bro. That man's a legend. <laughs> that oh man, god, he went from Hotel Rwanda to Iron Man, bro. That's crazy. Why does that sound like you're trying to make a dig? 
<laughs> it's not though. Like that's reality. Like for real. Hotel um, Rwanda is like it's like one of those movies where, like people like chronologically place like like that movie was it was, that a, was good a hell movie. of a movie. Did a great job in that shit, but it's like damn Don Cheeto out of everybody. All right, I mean he did his thing, but like all right. <laughs> <laughs> Great actor. I, I was just confused. I was more than confused when the movie started. Like Don Cheeto playing the African dude. All right. Well, he black as shit. He could be African. <laughs> it was either him or Wesley Snipes. Whichever no, one. Wesley couldn't do it. He was Wesley was in. Uh, he was had tax problems. With the IRS, nah, he was in trouble with Wesley. the IRS at one point, huh? He was. Yeah, Wesley was going through it. <laughs> nah, they could have. Oh, they could had a couple different people. They had a couple different people. They could have did. Mm. Like you could have got an African, but I mean that's that's neither here nor there. I mean, I mean, when was that movie made? Like, early two thousands. Mm, something like that. But my boy went, yeah, Iron Man, man, war machine. That's crazy. Then he became the Patriot. <laughs> uh, that's right. During, yeah, yeah, he did. Uh, during the show. Took the spot from, uh, what was that? Who was the actor who was war machine before? Um, you know who I'm talking about from the first one. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. God, he's in so many movies. He was in fucking what was that song with the "It's Hard Out Here for a Pimp." Terrence Howard. There we go, Terrence Howard. He was the first War Machine, and then he Don Cheadle took his place. Well, he 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 was. He was the first one who was the in Iron Man one. Um. When they really? like first teased, yeah, when they first teased that he was going to be War Machine, um, like Terrence Howard even looked at the suit and he's like, next time. And that was the only time that he was ever in Iron Man. It was Don Cheadle after that. So Terrence Howard never got to wear the wear the War Machine suit. I forgot he was in the first Iron Man. Like completely forgot he was in there. Exactly. You you it's been so many movies since the only person that you could really relay War Machine is Don Cheadle. And Iron Man 1 was how long ago? Like 2010? Like 29, 2010? Yeah, that shit was over 10 at this point. 2909, you idiot. Yeah, no, I'll let you go. I caught it. I caught it. I caught it. All right, let's know we got to get into the games. It is the divisional round starting on Saturday with the first game of the divisional round, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry's back, people. Uh, <clears throat> that could be a major problem uh, for the Bengals, uh, even though uh, they did, uh, well, I guess they struggled against Josh Jacobs. It was really easy for them to take on Derek Carr because, you know, Derek Carr sucks and all. But 
it was a little bit more difficult for them to deal with Josh Jacobs. Now, if you thought Josh Jacobs was difficult to deal with, uh, you have not met King Henry. Um, there are a lot of videos that were coming out of Derrick Henry and his first practice is back, and he just looks as explosive as he did when he got hurt um, in Tennessee. But the Bengals – so here's the thing about bye weeks. I always had that thing that it was always tougher to play – the divisional round as like you, the bye week of the wild card, right? Mm. I always thought that the team coming out of the wild card game into the divisional round playing against the team that had the bye always had the advantage. I mean, it's not always the case, but I feel like they have an advantage because they're warm, they're ready, they have game time speed, you know, uh, playoff game time speed already towards the team that was on the bye week, obviously, you had a bye week. You know, so, and the Titans, even without Derrick Henry, they, without him, the Titans struggle majorly. And that was evident. You know, so, I mean, because everything else opens up because you have Derrick Henry. A.J. Brown can be A.J. Brown with Derrick Henry on the field. Ryan Tannehill can be a little bit more of a game manager when Derrick Henry is on the field. You know, so with him back, I mean, the Bengals, they've been on a tear. Joe Burrow, just ice in that fucking guy's veins, dude. Something about Joey B tells me, bro, he could be the guy, maybe not this year. He may be the guy to take the Bengals to the Super Bowl. My guy, Joey B. Uh, he the Tiger King, bro. <laughs> like, what kind? I mean, the story that would be from out like just uh, an Ohio kid, you know, playing for the I believe Cincinnati Bengals were the team that he cheered for it as a kid. I could be completely wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's the story. Playing for the team that he liked to root for, taking them to the playoffs and getting a win in the playoffs something that the Bengals haven't done in a very long time. You know, so, and I mean, it says Cincinnati is 0-7 all-time in road playoff games. Those were different teams. Those were very different teams with very different quarterbacks. I mean, Carson Palmer was there at one point. I think Joey Burrow has a way higher ceiling than Carson Palmer could have ever dreamed of. Um, Andy Dalton, his short, you know, the the career that he had in in Cincinnati before it went sideways, him and A.J. Green, you know, took the the league by storm their first few years um, there in Cincinnati. But, again, Joey Burrow's the – who is the quarterback that took the Bengals to – the Super Bowl back in the day. Who was it? Eighties Bengals. Why you look that up? Here's my take on the game. Ken Anderson. So, all right, Ken Anderson. Yeah. Ken Anderson and Boomer Esiason in those days. 
I think also, Joey's better than that. Joey's the best quarterback that the Cincinnati Bengals have a, as a franchise. It's a, it's a different game now. Than the, I mean, different the game. Running now, back was more, the running back was more of an emphasis. Like, running game ain't, has not left the game, but it was more of an emphasis back then. You know what I mean? And yeah. as far as I, – I feel like you, you – I feel like you discrediting Carson Palmer firstly. Carson Palmer was nice as fuck. Carson Palmer was mm. nice as fuck. He yeah. was for real, bro. Carson Palmer was yeah, nice I... as fuck. He got injured. He was just injury prone. He was born with a fragile sticker, but at the same time, Carson Palmer was nice, bro. If he never got hurt, Carson Palmer never got hurt, and he had some fucking durability. He, all, he also bro. he also threw that fit to get out of Cincinnati. Ended up in Oakland. He hated it there. You know, where, where did he go after that? Arizona? Arizona was balling. He was balling in Arizona. It's because he had Fitzgerald. Bro, and he, Fitzy, I mean, Fitzy will make any quarterback look good. In Cincinnati, they didn't do nothing to help them out, out like that. Who do you have? Like, DJ Hushmanzada and Ocho yeah, Cinco? Yeah, but if your old line terrible, you ain't really got no run game like that. And your defense horrible. What you gonna do? You gonna get your butt whooped? All the defensive line gonna do pin their ears back and go smack Carson Palmer, rattle him up, and he's fragile, so he getting hurt. So yeah, no, you getting hurt true. all the time. You get hurt all the time. You get mad too. It's like damn, like y'all can't be drafting an old lineman. Like what? What's, what's going on? Like you can't trade for nobody. You can't do nothing for yeah, no old lineman. What did Carson Palmer attack. ever do? And what did he ever do in Arizona? He balled out, but what I did mean, he do? Did he win the, any playoff games? I think he did. I think he won like one. I'm not sure. I'm gonna be honest with you. I ain't mm-hmm. looking at no stats, but just going off of like the feeling and the memory. I feel like Carson Palmer was out there. They just like they'll fall short. I think there was a lot of hype around Carson Palmer, especially coming out of USC. Yeah. Uh there was, was a lot nice of hype around him. Yeah, he was. I'll give him that. He was good in college. But I think he was one of those, he was so hyped that people thought that his NFL career was better than what it actually was. No, he like with all the, the all the talent that he potentially or whatever had. I mean, from my own eyes, there was nothing about <coughs> there was nothing about Carson Palmer. He was solid. There was nothing about Carson Palmer that wowed me. There was nothing about yeah, him. No, I, I, was put, like, I put a hundred. I put a hundred on ten. He I, was a solid. I was never. If I were to ever go against Carson Palmer in the playoffs, I could chalk that up as a dub. Like that's how. Oh, no. That's how little I thought Carson Palmer would. Yeah, he'd win you games. He'd put up stats and stuff, but he would never be the guy to get you over the hump. You know what? You know what's crazy? I feel the same way about Matthew Stafford. You you have a case for Matthew Stafford, though. His career yeah, is a big time best case. Receivers in the league. Well, he has two now. Ever. Two of the best receivers statistically of all time now. If he doesn't do, you know, shit with the Rams. I mean, well, I, remember I, the, the, the Lions. Megatron was a physical force. Like he was a yeah, that, dominant yeah, he was physical. A he was Shaq of the NFL. He was literally Shaq of the NFL, bro. He was the most dominant wide receiver of his. I'm going to – dude. I feel like you can say all the time and nobody be mad. Like, 
So Jerry Rice was the most skilled and okay. I was gonna say if we start breaking it down, like when we're talking best yeah, wide receivers man. of all time, and you start like breaking down certain attributes, and when you talk about the most physically dominant wide receiver, not just you six six, about two thirty. Somewhere in there. About six six two thirty ran a four fucking three or a four four whatever the hell it was he was ridiculous it was just an absolute he was he is what DK Metcalf wants to be he is what people were like comparing him I mean DK Metcalf I don't think I think DK is only what six three six four he's not as tall he, he could be. He could be. He has the potential to be. He has the potential uh, to be. I seriously but feel Megatron, like what they got in in what's the name? Will Russell been able to do? Russell's not going to be a Seahawk next year. What do you mean? I I've been saying that the whole time. I mean, so if if Russell's leaving, who the fuck does he have? Who who That's is Seattle mean. going to be? I mean, if you think about year. it, DK are they drafting? DK, I don't, I don't think he uh, extended anything, but I think he got one year left before he go. I think Tyler team. Lockett's a better receiver than DK Metcalf. I agree, but Tyler Lockett also have experience on his side. You know what I'm saying? Like Tyler Lockett was there when they was on their Super Bowl run. You yeah. know what I'm saying? He is a Super Bowl <clears> champion. He was young Russell. during that time, but yeah. But Tyler Lockett young, is young, a more man. skilled receiver than DK Metcalf. I agree with you. He's better because he's more skilled. He has more tools in his belt than DK. But at the same time, that comes with experience. But if you sit there and you get Russell go in and out of the layup, I mean, in and out of the lineup, I mean, it's hard to develop a player like DK when your starting quarterback is gone. You know well, what I'm saying? I mean, like, he's it's not going to have the same quarterback next year. So it really depends on who they who they pick up to really develop DK Metcalf into what he could potentially be. I don't think DK stays after his rookie contract. That's why I said I don't think he got extended, but if he did, but if he did, then I could be wrong on this take, but I haven't looked at it, so this is just my gut feeling. I don't think DK stays after next year because I think he up next year. I think they gone. I think everybody leaving. You know what I'm saying? I think everybody Pete Carroll, huh? He's going to leave. I mean, probably. Thank God, get that one over in the league. Why? I hate Pete Carroll with a passion. Why? Is he whooping y'all butt? No, we whooped his ass. Thank you. This year? I'm talking about the reason why I hate him was his USC days. But Vince oh. Young helped me give him the big bird. Yeah, but in his defense, the players he developed had way longer careers than your starting quarterback. <sighs> Who? Name one person on that USC Reggie? team against Reggie, Reggie wasn't. Reggie. He wasn't no like. Oh shit! Anybody this is know. like top ten running back of all time. This motherfucker got hurt more yeah, than anybody. Oh. He, he is hurt, yeah. he is most known Reggie. This is Reggie Bush's career in the NFL. He is most known for getting the tar smacked out of him against fucking Philadelphia when he played for New Orleans on that swing pass. Might have been he Shepard. 
de-cleated. Yeah, yeah, you got that swag, is what he's but... most known for. And suing the Buffalo Bills for tearing his ACL. But he also was a, a <laughs> fucking driving force in that 2009 Saints team when they won the Super Bowl. You forgot about that. Reggie Bush good in New Orleans. Reggie Bush good in New Orleans. I promise you that. I can, I can promise Colston. you that. I think it was Say Marcus Colston that really – Oh, Marcus Colson was one of them. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Marcus Colson is one of the most underrated receivers of all time. He is not. Here. He is not universally talked about as much as he really should be. I mean, he was good, but he wasn't no dry to the double team over there. Good. I mean, he like he's been overshadowed by Michael Thomas, you know, since he got there. But yeah, yeah but Colson, I Colson, Colson, I. I, he was a big part of that Super Bowl team. And I think right. Drew Brees can say the same thing. Drew Brees will say good about any one of his teammates. So I'm not going to sit here and doubt that. I'm more than just going to say, as somebody that saw him twice a year, I wasn't scared of no Marcus Cole. If he fucking won a game, I'd be like, damn, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, that motherfucker got I mean, guy, during like, his time, that's all they did against Tampa was kick y'all's ass. Yeah, because look at the quarterbacks we had during that time. Exactly. Josh Freeman. So, it, I mean, like I said, it wasn't no – it wasn't no – because I was more mad at my quarterback play, offensive play, because they're not moving the dang on ball. So, that's why I wasn't really stressing. I still had a top defense during all that time. We was out there getting our butt whooped. We had top defense. It's just our offense was always sorry as hell. Like, that was always – We went issue. off track. We were so much on this stuff that we – don't worry, people. We'll get back to the, the topic at hand. You just got to take the little road but with yeah. us. Yeah, we uh, apologize. But I don't think you realize that uh, Coach was just talking to play with Aaron Rodgers. You know that, right? When he said Butte College? Yeah, yeah I was they like. They won a chip. That was when Aaron went there. I'm pretty sure he said 2008 or 7 or some shit. That's when Aaron said, went to Butte. He said 8-9. Sure. No, 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 no. Aaron, sure. remember, Aaron oh, got no, drafted he, in 2007. He That's went to Butte long true. before we Way before that. That was like, oh, yeah. four, huh? I'm tripping. Yeah, Co- Coach was there a little bit after Aaron was there. But, yeah, I'm I, tripping, yeah tripping. Aaron Rodgers being at Butte, yeah. I'm when he tripping, said tripping. Butte, I was like, college. oh, shit. I was like, okay. I was like, so he went He went to where Aaron Rodgers was. I passed by Butte I don't know how many times. It's up near the – it's actually Chico. That's near the property. You know, So I've been yeah. by that college plenty of times. You know, yeah, so yeah. – he said he's a Chico kid. Ah, next time I'm going to message him on Twitter and be like, hey, do you remember the graduate? <laughs> I, if he's from Chico, he knows what the graduate is. I'll talk to him about that next time. But <clears throat> anyways, back to the topic at hand. Cincinnati, Tennessee, who do we got? I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Same. Cincinnati. My mom is going to hate me for that because she's a – Big-time Titans fan, but, hey, we got to look at what's really going on here, and I think Joey Burrow is uh, – he's playing on another level right now. That guy is yeah, going to be something special. But we know – so, look, for me, my take – I don't know how Josh feel about this, but my take, I, I don't I don't feel like they're just going to blow him out because Coach Brable's a good coach. Coach Brable's a damn good coach, and the fact they got Derrick Henry back, they're going to try to see what they got. Julio yeah. and AJ Brown gonna have a good, good, solid game. But I think at the end of the day, I feel like the way Jamar Chase and them and the wide receivers over there playing, 
know what I'm saying? Uh, it, it's, it, they're tough. That's a tough offense to beat right now. And they're yeah. on fire, bro. They are. That's what I, and by, again, by no means am I saying it's going to be a blowout. You know, I, I completely agree with you. I think it's actually going to be fairly close. But I do think it, it's – I think it's Joey Burrow's time to – and I'm going to be honest, I uh, – you know, I really do think that learn. Joey Burrow is going to win this game and they're going to make it to the AFC Championship game. I really do well, think so. I mean – yeah, and then they're going to get their butt whooped by the Bills. Yeah, I mean, it's all good, though. It's all good. It's all good. It's a learning process, you know? You're right. You're right. Learning process. Learning You're process, right. You know what I'm saying? You got a nice, good rookie. Second second year in the league, and you, you get to the AFC Championship game. That's good promise. Yeah, you That's got a couple promise. young receivers. You got Boyd and then doggone uh, uh, Higgins. You know, you got a solid tight end. Y'all y'all good. Y'all boys good. But y'all going to have to come back next year and see what it do because y'all going to get whooped by the Bills. I can tell you that right now. If y'all be them, and I, I apologize, but yeah, now nah, they finna go ahead. The Bills finna go ahead and take them out the game, coach. If Tennessee don't take them out the game, the Bills take them out. And that 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 this Bengals, this Bengals pick is real shaky for me because I promise you, I seriously feel like Derrick Henry is a game changer for the Titans. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I saw some video of him at practice. He was he was running really nice. So <laughs> that's why I'm like, um. Yeah, this is a real shaky it, fit. It, yeah, it does. I just feel like that's why I say it is going to be close. Yeah. Well, and that and that's why I said in the beginning, like the fact that they've already got a playoff game under their belt makes them. Yeah, they're young, but they got that. Okay, now we got that confidence going into into Tennessee instead of the unknown. Oh shit, what are we going to do? Now they're like, all right, we we. We can maybe actually do this. Maybe we can have a, it. Maybe a false sense of confidence. We don't know, but we'll see. you know, but we we will definitely see. But I'm actually kind of excited to see what happens there next Saturday game, the Niners versus the Packers. Um, it, I mean, it says plain as day right here. Aaron Rodgers, zero and three career record versus San Francisco in the postseason. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that's something that he's been you know, talking about or being asked and, oh, you know, how do you feel that, you know, does the 0-3 record bother you or or anything like that? Like, I mean, he – I mean, but you can't argue with it. It's there. You know, it's an actual stat throughout his career in the postseason. He can't touch us. And it ain't even close every single time. Every single time in the postseason that he plays against us, it's a fucking blowout. You know, whether it's Kaepernick running all over his ass or, you know, I believe it was Alex Smith before that. Mm-hmm. And then the last year when Mostert almost ran for 300 yards. You know, it, it's just – it's not even close every single time that he plays us. But, you know, I talked about it a little bit before um, we talked with Coach McMurray. I'm seeing way too many reports. Yeah, Jimmy was a full participant in practice and all this other shit. But the fact that he's not 100%, he's still having problems with his shoulder. He's still having problems with his thumb. He's not 100%. And a less than 100% Jimmy, 100% Jimmy G doesn't make me feel comfortable. A less than 100% Jimmy G, I don't even want to do 
hey, you know what? You put all this fucking faith in draft picks. You gave up the fucking farm to pick up this kid at number three. Put him in. Trial yes. by fire. The Let's Packers go. defense against the Packers yeah. defense. You're not going to be throwing very often, or at least that should be the game plan. The game plan should be put in Trey Lance, and maybe he'll pull a Kaepernick. Him, Debo, and Mitchell will combine for over 300 yards rushing. That's the way they win against the Packers. I said it last week. The keys to victory for the 49ers is to keep being able to run the fucking football. They've been top five in offense for the last four or five games of the year, they've been top five in offense. Why? Because they're able to run the football, you know, mainly because of Debo Samuel. He's the ultimate weapon right now. Yeah. So with that run game, we're able to dominate teams. We're able to physically, you know, tire teams out because we're able to run the ball effectively. You know, that's what we got to be able to keep doing. They said the last, oh, do what gets you got got you here. Yeah, but then you got to the Super Bowl and you stopped running the fucking ball and look what happened. You lost. So the whole point of this whole thing, if you want it to be a redemption Super Bowl, that I'm sure that's what they're fucking talking about over there, a redemption Super Bowl, learn from your goddamn mistakes, run the goddamn football effectively. That is what we're good at. That is what we've been good at. We haven't been good at throwing the ball lately. We're not going to wow you with those numbers, but we're good at running the football. As soon as you start going away from that, we're fucked. So I'm just saying, if Jimmy is not 100%, I don't even want him in there because I know for a fact he will throw at least one interception, maybe fucking two, this game. And he will be the reason why we lose this game. And I'm seeing too many goddamn people. Oh, Jimmy's going to do it. Jimmy's going to be the person takes the problem. Saying Jimmy's this. Jimmy will be able to. No, 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 no. You're delusional. Stop being delusional fans. Be objective. See the team for what it is. Okay. We have a quarterback right now who is most consistent thing that he does is fuck up somehow, shape or form. Whether it's throwing an interception, whether it's you're getting hurt, whether it's what doesn't even matter. He is consistent at getting in trouble. Does he get and he barely gets us out of he has a couple of games where he makes mistakes, then he comes back and we pull out a victory and people want to praise him for being clutch. Talked about that a few weeks ago. I'm not fucking rehashing that goddamn thing. What I'm trying to say is you guys need to be objective and see this for what it is. If Jimmy is not a hundred percent, there's no reason why he should be in the game because hundred percent Jimmy is still not a guarantee. Put in train Lance. So you add that extra threat of being able to run the football, dink and dunk passes, whatever to get Trey Lance, you know, feeling it or whatever. But mostly the key to this game is winning it by running the football. That's it. There's no plan B. There's no plan C. There's no plan D, E, F, the whole fucking alphabet. Doesn't matter. If we don't run the football effectively, we're screwed. All there is to it. And it's not even going to be close. It's going to be a blowout, too. We either win by a touchdown or two, or we lose by three touchdowns. It's, it's, it's not going to be a close game. It's going to be one, of, one way or the other. 
that's just I'm telling you that's just what it's going to be. If we can run the football, we have a shot. NFC Championship game, probably against the Bucks, and Tom Brady gets to take his anger out on us, and I already see that happening. You know, I just don't like the false hope and the false, you know, this whole, oh, yeah, you know, Jimmy's going to be that guy. It's like, dude, it's, I, I feel that exactly when I read it, that's exactly how I feel. Your background is exactly how I feel every time I read these fucking tweets yeah, but I feel that like people are saying Jimmy is hard. this great quarterback. You mean extra, extra hard, hard on Jimmy? Jimmy. Yeah, how? Well, the last time y'all played the Cowboys, I mean, not the Cowboys, the fucking uh, Packers. I really want to know because y'all lost like, by this is the three. first time you've ever defended him. Y'all lost by three because I just heard this shit. Y'all lost because I'm like, damn, like, I'm like, damn, he's pretty hard on them, Nate. What y'all lost by three to the Packers last time, right? Right. Jimmy only threw one pick, but he threw two touchdowns. And Rodgers threw two touchdowns. Jimmy still had a good quarterback percentage and he still had a good amount of yards. You know what I'm saying? Like, he just – the only problem, he just threw that pick, and y'all still lost by three. So, all he had to do is just minimize one mistake, and y'all win the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's kind of where that goes. I don't seriously feel like it's going to be that spread of a differential. That's why I'm putting this up, because it's like, y'all – both of y'all teams are, like, fake dominant. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, y'all fake dominant. Yeah, there's not really no dominance to y'all. You know what I mean? Like, you, you pretty one-dimensional, to be I'm looking, honest I'm with looking you. at Jimmy's stats. Right? 25 for 40, 257. Yeah. Mm-hmm. An interception and two touchdowns. That tells me he made a mistake early on in the game. He just happened to make up for a couple of the mistakes. And looking at the Packers, Rodgers didn't have himself that but It was mostly Aaron Jones running all over us, basically averaging 4.3 yards a carry. Okay. Aaron threw for 261 and two touchdowns, no interceptions, 23 for 33. Y'all are evenly balanced. Y'all teams are both evenly balanced. That was in that was in week three early on in the year. We played two very Rams completely different teams now. We played the Rams week three. Same exact same exact time, bro. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. You guys did, huh? huh? Fuck. That's what I'm trying to get you to understand. For y'all, for y'all's situation, it's a lot different because it was a close game. So it's only minimizing certain mistakes. Yeah, your team a lot different now in camaraderie and in, in the way y'all go about things. But at the same time, I mean, he's number one in the NFC. They, you know what I'm saying? He's having a pretty solid year. But like I said, he might be a back to back MVP, but I do think Tom Brady deserves the MVP. I think Tom Brady, Tom Brady with what he did this season, I honestly believe he should be the MVP. Yeah, we have so many injuries. Like that's, we have so many injuries, and Chris Godwin has an issue. And at his age, my God. Yeah, I don't want to hear nothing about no Aaron Rodgers, bro. AA Ron, you might want to sit this out. Congratulations for last year, bro. You won that joint last year. Tom Brady going for the. He going for the full sweep. He yep. want it all. He want the full sweep. MVP, Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP. Full sweep. The trifecta. You know what I'm saying? And I Offensive feel like, player of the year. 
<laughs> oh, I say this is this is our game like we had last year where I said if we beat the Saints, we gonna win the Super Bowl. Same shit. We beat the Rams, we gonna win the Super Bowl. Cause no matter whoever win out of y'all game, we beating y'all. We'll, we'll we'll get to that game in a minute, but let's let's make. I mean, I gotta pick my guys, but I, again, it's only it. We already. Talk, I'm not gonna talk about it again. It's only if it's a good running game, but. I got to pick the 49ers, and you got. And I left this background up for this reason. Because I knew the pick was coming. And this See, one won't stay. I know what you're feeling. I know exactly what you're thinking. You would rather play us. You would rather play us in the NFC Championship than, than playing the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, because we've been there, done that with them. It ain't like I'm not scared of them. I just feel like mm-hmm. I want to keep Tom motivated. I oh. want to see Tom motivated. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Like, you want it for the storyline of Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't I don't want Fair. I don't want, Fair. want the other shit because Aaron Rodgers is always complaining. Oh, I want like he complained last year. You got your you got your January Lambo game, you got your ass whooped, bro. Like now nah, you got another January Lambo game. What you gonna do? You get your ass whooped this year. I don't want his shit. <laughs> Like no more. Yeah, no just more. creep into the darkness, Aaron Right, just retire. Go ahead, cause it's enough is enough. You are acting like a big ass crybaby and shit. Yeah, you're nice. You're nice, Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm not gonna deny that you are nice. You are nice. You can't lead your teams for shit, and y'all motherfuckers be losing. But you nice though. You can throw the fuck out that bitch every which way. You run on the run. You can throw that motherfucker on the dot. Like you got a, you know what I'm saying? You got a cannon. You are a good quarterback. You are a great quarterback as far as throwing the ball. As far as leading the offense, though, y'all motherfuckers is regular season champions. It's almost like weekend warriors or practice champions. Like that shit really don't matter. That shit really don't matter, bro. You you win all them games, and then you get in the postseason, and get your ass whooped. You win one one game, maybe, get your ass whooped. Win two games, get your ass whooped. Cause you won it four out of fourteen years in the NFC Championship. So you see, you, you know what I'm saying? Like you really be out here getting your ass whooped, big dog. Like we know, we know, uh, Mad, <laughs> we know, Mad Sticks would pick the uh, the Packers for sure. He he hates. Uh, the 49ers at this point. Oh, he hates y'all right now for sure. Yeah, yeah. He hate, uh, he hate, he hates us, but he hates the Cowboys just a little bit more right now. Just yeah, because he lost the yard right now. Exactly, and he's pissed <laughs> so, the way they did it because he said they fucking sucked. He denounced the team that next year, dude. He, he literally said, "Fuck the Cowboys. I am not rooting for them next year." Like that's crazy. But, yeah, I never thought I would see that. Never. Wild. I never thought I would see that. But yes, he absolutely hates the 49ers. So just don't get that twisted. It's not like he has a respect for us in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> it is that's still pure hatred. But I do love seeing the videos of you know, full pack bars of people watching the game and all these Cowboys fans singing We Them Boys and then after the game, quiet as fuck in their chairs. Uh, 
while the Niner fans around them are playing bang, bang, Niner gang, I'm laughing my fucking ass off. Like, this shit is too funny. Too funny. Yeah. Too hilarious to see. The reactions worldwide. The picture that I showed you earlier today, that girl, she... <laughs> her ex was with the side chick got caught on national television. Oh, man. Dallas Cowboy fans everywhere are taking L's. Everywhere. <laughs> it is all bad. It is all bad for Dallas Cowboy fans right now, all the way around. I mean, <laughs> I don't feel sorry for them. Oh, not at all. You had to think. I mean, the crowd, the crowd reactions, as many great ones as there were that night. That's all the cameras were looking for. They were looking for sad faces, and you guys happened to be standing up. Oh, look at this guy with a big-ass fucking Dallas Cowboy star chain and his girlfriend crying in his arms. Girlfriend crying in his arms. That's another visual we can have. Like, come on, dude. Come on, dude. (laughs) Goofy-looking motherfucker, too. That's just... The fucking five head Adams family Wednesday looking chick. (laughs) But no, what's the next game? (laughs) The LA Rams and the Tampa Bay Bucks. Oh, we got the morning game? Yeah, y'all got the morning game. Bill's Chiefs got the afternoon game, bro. Sorry. Guys can't have prime time all the time. No, I didn't. I wasn't sure of the lineup. I mean, y'all play on Saturday, so I ain't really too much worried about it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We got the primetime Saturday spot, though. That's what's up. I'll take that. Oh, my God. So cool. You guys play on Saturday, though. <laughs> it's all right, though. I can actually stay up and drink without having to work. <laughs> worry about work the next day. If we lose, I can just drink my sorrows away. Oh, for sure. You're going to lose the next week, so don't worry. You probably should stock mm-hmm. up for next week. <laughs> Probably should. You Probably should go should. to Mastic store because you saying they got cheap liquor there. So, or you can just get your wife to bring some home when she come home. So, stock up. Do that too. Yeah, hey, uh, it's gonna be a long one. Um, let's get this. Uh, get this started. <laughs> Rams Bucks morning game. <sighs> because you put in perspective of the storylines, the certain possibilities storyline-wise of the NFL. It's like you want to pick the box because there's more storylines for regardless whether it's against the Packers or whether against the 49ers, there's two storylines that you can use. Rams, on the other hand, uh, that defense absolutely dog-walked the Arizona Cardinals uh, last week. Um, Aaron Donald was playing unconscious. And he was playing like the reigning defensive player of the year. If that defense shows up, do you have any worries? Well, I mean, that defense show up, ain't no question. 
He's like, shit, and if that defense it's going to be a long day for you. You're going to look exactly like your background. (laughs) You know, know, uh, exactly, to the T. So that's all I mean. But at the exact same time, our defense showed up like a motherfucker against Philly and just let off the gas and let them score. So the scoreboard don't reflect what actually happened. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, like they whooped, they whooped the Cardinals' ass, but they let the Cardinals score. Like, the game actually was a game for a good minute of time. Like, they was whooping they behind, but Kyle scored. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it wasn't 31 0 in, in late in the third. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they was up, but Kyle scored. Like, you know what I'm saying? They scored and all that shit. So, like, Jalen them scored after we like pretty much said like all right we just gonna show y'all a little mercy like bro it was 31-0. Yeah, it was an asshole for sure. So in every sense of the but way. at the same time the Cardinals didn't have D hot. So I that's mean that's true. a big factor. That's a big factor. That's like I'm telling you, like if we didn't have Mike Evans this week, then yeah, it would be the same fucking thing. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be no different. You know what I mean? It'd be the same thing. Tom Brady be getting dog out there. I'm not going to lie to you. You really want to have nobody throw the ball to. Yeah. It's like, to be all the way honest with you, because just like I AB said. AB picked a hell of a time to go crazy, didn't he? That dude straight up said his entire self. I okay. have, he said okay. himself, I have no mental issues. That is what he said. I'm I'm going to take a... So, yeah, like I was saying... <laughs> Like I was saying, uh, I don't even know how to respond to that. Anyway, uh, that pisses you off to know that because you're like, fuck, what could have been? <laughs> no, not that. It's just, I mean, we already won one with him. It would have been different. We ain't win shit. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He would definitely help. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> you know? But I'm just saying, like, at the same time, shit, we got to do what we got to do right now. Like, I can't really too much keep, you know what I'm saying? I've been stopped thinking about that shit when, you know, different moments and shit. So, like I said, I, I, I don't know how to respond. Those videos that, that Matt Six keeps sending us. All this shit, wow. Because it's just like, <laughs> A, B, wild or not, but then B, A just slapped a fucking player on the guy. <laughs> so I don't yeah, find $50,000 for it. Bro, this shit is wild. Like, I really don't know how to respond to this shit. Like, what the fuck is going on? But fucking He's fucking, appealing fuck- it. He's appealing it. <laughs> Man, I I don't care. I don't care if he win or lose that shit. Win oh, yeah. these last on, few though. games. Hold on, though. Hold on, That's though. Hold, here's, here's, the real, here's the real question, though. Was he justified in smacking the shit out of Adams? What did Adams do to make B.A. want to even want to go and smack him? Because he the rep one, the ref was right there. He was drawn with another player, and he was going to go in there and try to do some shit. That was the point. He said he was trying to stop a player from getting a flag, especially at that point, because they could have got an automatic first down. Of him going so he basically bullshit. slapped the shit out of Adams, basically. Stop being so they, an idiot. So they can get the ball, yeah. Stop being a dipshit or you're going to get a flag. And he's like, fuck no, that's character building. I say he should win the appeal. Free I, BA. I he should not be that. getting fined for that. <laughs> I hear that, but that's the texting in you. And at the same time, if you look at that video, B.A. did an old 60-something-year-old dude <laughs> Superman slap. He jumped, and he was in the air. Like, B.A. kind of fucking, he did a little He had to get like, up there. He's not tall enough. He's got to get up there to be able to hit him. 
a couple analysts made a great good point. Like Shannon Sharp, one of them, give him the credit. He wasn't that far from the sideline. He could have just shouted at him and asked, you know what I'm saying? B.A. a pretty fucking strong talker. He could have just shouted at him like, yo, yo, you know what I'm saying? Which he probably could have. We could look back I mean, at the video prior to that shot. B.A. has a history of no bullshit attitude. This is the first time I've ever seen him smack a player, but he he has the reputation of being a no bullshit head coach. I feel you. This doesn't it's surprise fine. me, honestly. The slap doesn't surprise me. I'm gonna be honest. This shit don't surprise me either, but I'm just like this shit everywhere. It's just shit everywhere. Like this shit just coming out, like out like a fucking sprinkler. You know how the sprinkler head just like yep. yeah, that shit. It's just shit coming out of there. Not water, just shit. You know what I mean? Like liquid purified shit, like fermented. Shit, like I'm confused. The more shit that comes out about your team, the more frustrated I can tell you get. I get frustrated. It's just like, can y'all stop doing this dumb shit and get the shit together to win another fucking Super Bowl? What the fuck are we doing? Please, please, because we don't know how long it's gonna be. Like we don't know how. Do like not only that is just like. Tom. How long can you take advantage of Tom Brady's greatness before he starts to decline? You just got to ask yourself And the those youth questions. of our defense, our top exactly. players, like JPP's in his 30s, Shaq in his 30s, Levante in his 30s. Shaq Barrett is you not. You know what I'm saying? Shaq Barrett. Shaq Barrett got to be like 30, 31. Dude, Shaq. Got to be. Really? Shaq Barrett is, is like 23, bro. Fuck, Jack bro. Barrett yeah, has not been on. He was your on team the Super Bowl long. team with the. He's been on the suit. He was on the Super Bowl team with the Broncos. Shaq with Bob Barrett. Barrett and all them. Yeah, he was a backup. You're wilding. Shaq Barrett talk about that all the time. Oh fuck yeah, I'm tripping. Who am I thinking about? I have no idea, bro. Who's your rookie? Your outside linebacker rookie. He's 29, but I was close. Outside linebacker, rookie. Oh, uh, you talking about fucking Joe? To my Joe Tryon. No, no, he's your outside. No, he's one of your. Not Levante David. Who's the other one? Devin White, but Devin ain't no rookie. No, not Devin White. He's the. God damn it. Tampa. Other outside backer. I might be completely tripping right now. I feel like you are. Because our lineup is Shaq. No, it's William Golson. No, no, no. Because JPB back. No, no. Okay. No, I'm just just tripping. I'm just tripping. I thought Shaq Barrett. I thought Shaq Barrett was younger than what he is. Yeah, I completely forgot that he was on the uh, the Broncos. I did not know that. I yeah, thought, I thought was... the first time that he was with the Bucks, I honestly thought he was a rookie for you guys. I didn't know that he was with them. No, that's my own fault. Know. Yeah, Devin no, White I just I gave one. him a couple more years older than what he Antoine is. Antoine Winfield but... Jr. was a rookie last year too. Yeah. But we got young players like Sean Murphy Button. I think he this is like third, third or fourth year. Jamel Dean's like his third year, probably third, third. But you, I like mean, that. but you guys have are in a window right now. 
where that's what I mean. You guys can make you guys can maybe get up there in your Super Bowl numbers with the top teams. I mean, we can create a dynasty. We really just got to win right now. We got to win these games. And I'm very confident, just like, like I said, just like last year, we have to beat the Rams to beat the rest of them. Like, we beat the Rams, we beating everybody else. And I'm I'm certain of that. Interesting stat here. Tom Brady, 14 and two, basically an entire season in the divisional round. Yep. Oh, my God. It's disgusting how great he is. All right. Oh, uh, the trains are. That should be all the hard it's work. Just, it, it, it's, in, it's just, again, dude, it, it's something that we've never seen that, yeah. to be honest, in our lifetime, you ever think we'll see something like this again? Yeah. I, I, don't, I, I don't. I don't ever see another quarterback winning seven Super Bowls. And if he wins this year, eight. Like, no. That's never going to happen again. Ever, so so that that's something that we could probably go to the grave and remember that. Okay, yeah, we got to witness something that you know nobody else will be able to witness. But uh, pick pick wise, Bucks or Rams? Spitefully, I would say the Bucks, but divisional rivalry. Now, out of spite, I would pick the Rams to beat the Bucks. But if I'm looking at rivalry, I don't want the Rams to win. Because fuck them, that's why. And now nah, I'm gonna pick the Bucks. I'm just gonna fuck it. Go for it and pick the Bucks. Bills versus Chiefs. That was refreshing, wasn't it? I did leave a little bad taste in my mouth. Actually, might have. Am I losing my taste? Am I getting Corona because of saying that shit? Is that what's happening? I mean, I feel like you would have got Corona if you said the Rams. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Bills versus Chiefs. Who we got? Bills. Oh, dude, Bills. Taking the Bills. Chiefs. Chiefs. The Chiefs real deal like the Raiders. People just not paying attention to it because they 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 cover their shit up. I don't know what the Raiders organization got going on, but the Chiefs Kansas City them. has thirty two point two points per game in playoffs with Mahomes at quarterback, highest True, in NFL dude. history. They just lost a linebacker because he got arrested, bro. That is also true. So Eesh, that is also true. Fuck the Chiefs. The Chiefs be doggone. The Chiefs be covering stuff up. Like, you'll hear the news and it'll be a low buzz. It don't even be nothing like when Andy Reid son went to doggone jail, dog hitting somebody yeah, with a car. Linebacker went to jail. What are people talking about? Andy Reid saying that the Super Bowl is like eating a big-ass chocolate cake. You see what I'm saying? What the fuck? <laughs> they got to cover up. They got to cover up like a motherfucker. Like, people need the PR to team is on overtime right now. They need to take notes. So, like, he, they over there holes in a master class in Kansas City. <laughs> Definitely going with the Bills on there. I mean, because, I don't know, just Josh Allen is playing lights out and stuff, too. So, I think. Mafia? Uh, 
Bills Mafia. Yeah, they Mafia. deserve it, man. They went through four years in a row of getting their asses, you know, handed to them in the Super Bowl. You know, it'd be nice for Bills Mafia to get a Super Bowl under their belt, just not against my team or, and I'm sure Country K's uh, case, not against his team. I mean, it's against anybody else. And (laughs) I just want them, I just want them to avenge Stephon Diggs. That was some, bro. Stephon Diggs sat down on the sideline and cried and watched them boys celebrate on the field. That right there in itself let me know the Bills going to beat their ass. They finna beat the shit out of the Chiefs. Stephon Diggs they is going to have over 200 yards this game. Watch. Stephon Diggs is <laughs> going to go crazy. He's going to lose his <laughs> mind on the field. He's going to break a playoff record. I'll tell you. When I, I saw Stephon Diggs on that sideline crying, I said, bro, he coming back next year with a vengeance. And he might. He definitely did. Stephon Diggs finna go off. Mark my words, Stephon Diggs finna go Yankee Doodle. <laughs> we'll clip that shit. You'll see that. Yep, yep. Stephon Diggs is gonna go off. Honestly, I, I fully stat wise, I'm expecting ten plus catches, uh, hundred and fifty yards or more, and shit. Maybe I'll even call two hundred. No. No, no. Let's be realistic. 150 or more. Closer to 200, though. 200 is realistic. And two touchdowns or more. 200 realistic against that Chief defense. I don't like he acting like that Chief defense ain't sorry shit. Oh, Stephon did sort of go off. I'll tell you. It's going to be an interesting. It's gonna be a fun I, I, game to watch, that's for sure. It's gonna be a hell of a I'm game. I'm not to a watch. gambler. I'm not a gambler, but I can I bet money on that. I bet money Stephon Diggs go off. I bet money yeah. on that. Ooh, we that's gonna that that's definitely a topic that people are gonna be focused on going, oh, remember when Stephon Diggs watched the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, celebrate and go off to the Super Bowl? Yeah. Watch that they come hit. back out to fruition. In they AFC championship video. They're going to have that. They're going to have Stephon Diggs on the sideline crying watching them boys celebrate. They're going to come back and win. But, I mean, they're going to have an AFC championship video because they're not going to have a Super Bowl video. So, they're going to, you know, they're going to have a good at least, at least there's that. Ah, well, ladies and gentlemen, appreciate you guys for hanging out with us on this lovely Thursday. Uh, once again, appreciate Coach, Mer- uh, Coach McMurray for uh, uh, hanging out with us for a little bit, giving us his insight on what he's done, how he's gotten into his position and where he's at and giving the advice to the kids, no bullshit attitude of the, you know, what you really got to do to get to the next level. Um, so, you know, I hope anybody who's actually watching that, you know, high schoolers, even middle schoolers coming up and stuff like that to actually know what you're getting yourself into you know what you're going to have to do to make certain things happen. You know, that was definitely a good, uh, conversation to be able to listen to and watch and and get a better understanding of uh how the whole process works so again uh thanks to coach mcmurray the uh defensive coordinator for chabot college uh for hanging out with us appreciate that jaffa army appreciate you guys always for hanging out with us this thursday give some love to mad sticks give him a congratulations and everything for us on his new position 
uh, next uh, or this coming Sunday is official coach Lonnie Walker uh, is going to be with us, uh, former Grambling State uh, player now coaching at Mountain West High School with part of the Joppo family, uh, Jabari Carr. Uh, so be able to talk to him on Sunday. So that's going to be good. Stay tuned for that. Wednesday, we got uh, – or next Wednesday, we got some other things planned that we're going to be coming up soon. Don't want to give too much away too soon. Uh, so just letting you guys know this Sunday, be on the lookout. We're going to be talking with Coach Walker. Uh, that's going to be a very interesting conversation. If I heard Jabari correctly, he played with or for a very famous player that we'll be able to talk to uh, during that time. Yeah, can't can't. It, again, if I heard it correctly, this may not be the case. I'm just saying, you know, this might be an interesting topic to be able to talk to him about. Um, so, yeah, be sure to tune in with us on Sunday. Love you guys, Joppo Army. See you guys then. Myself, JP, for Country K, for DJ Matt 6 over at TJ's. I love y'all. Deuces. Aloha.